Yeah, thank you, God, for your presence. Holy Spirit, thank you for you moving amongst us here in the room. Thank you for coming and living in us. Thank you, Father, for being our Father and inviting us into family. Thank you for putting the lonely into families. Thank you for your goodness, your loving kindness towards us, your merciful kindness. Thank you. Thank you for teaching us your ways. Thank you. Praise God. You know, it's interesting, I, I didn't realize it was Father's Day, because I'm away from my family, and so nobody said Happy Father's Day at my house, because they're all in bed still. Um, but I was reading in the Gospel of John in, in chapter 14, and uh, God just gave me something that has to do with the Father, so what do you know? So in, in John chapter 14, in, in verses 1 through 3, it says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Um, you know, interesting, the fact that he says, Don't let your heart be troubled, means we have a choice. You know, no matter what's happening around us or to us or in the world, we have the choice of whether we'll become troubled. But he tells us, No, you don't have to become troubled. Don't let your heart be be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And so, you know, he said, yeah, you believe in the Father, you believe in God, but now you can believe into me, and what does that have to do with it? It has everything. Because now in him, in Jesus, in the Son, we have this direct access to the Father. You know, that we are the sons and daughters that he loves. He's not a distant father. He's not a distant God. He's present, and we're part of his family. And we can be known and know. And so he says, you know, you believe in God, believe also into me. This is going to bring you in closer. And then he says, um, and, and this is from the New King James and the King James. It says, in my father's house are many mansions. And if you have a modern translation, it says dwelling places. Um, but So in my father's house are many uh, mansions or dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And I can remember when I was a new believer, um, people were talking about this passage here, um, that, you know, God's prepared a place for us in heaven, and, you know, it's a mansion, it's going to be wonderful, and he's, you know, been working on it for 2,000 years, and Jesus is going to take us to heaven. And, and that might be so, but in the context of John chapters 14 through 17, I don't think that's what he, he's talking about. Because the whole context of that part of John is all about Jesus is going, but he's sending the Holy Spirit. When he goes to the Father, they're going to send the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, and he's with us and he's going to be in us, and this is what life is going to be like 
when the Holy Spirit comes and all of a sudden you're part of the family and everything's different. And so, um, you know, just to explore that, when I was looking at this passage, it says, you know, um, there are three words that are similar. In my father's house, there's a house, are many mansions or dwelling places, that's like a house. I go to prepare a place, that's a similar word, but they're all three different. Now, the way I work is I, you know, I look at stuff like that and I go, okay, I, I've got to find out what those words mean because I think Jesus is telling us something and I want to know more about it. And so I get curious and I get out my you know, lexicon and my you know, Greek and Hebrew dictionaries. And you know, you can, if you're online, you know, I do a lot on this little iPad, and I, do, I look up Blue Letter Bible and it takes me right to every single word and tells me what they mean. And so I, I just want to describe these words because Jesus is taking us on a journey. And so the word for house, in my father's house, it's not just a building like this. It's, um, it's a word that means, you know, my father's household, his family, his possessions, his wealth, all that he has. You know, in my father's whole household. Has anybody ever been to Hawaii? Anybody? It is. It really is. I, um, my daughter lived there for 12 years, and so I used to go there all the time. Um, and there's, there's a word that's just like this word in Greek um, that the Hawaiians use, and it's called ohana. And what they have is that, you know, the, they're really into family, and ohana means family. But they'll have the big house, and the family lives in the big house, and they've got the property, and that's their ohana. And then they'll make a little house for granny or auntie or somebody, you know, or the kids when they get married, and they call that the ohana. But it's really, none of it is really a house. It's just more family. We're making place for more family. And that's exactly what this means. This word is in my father's, you know, family, household, all of his wealth, all his goods, all his property. You know, there's a lot of dwelling places. And this word for mansions or dwelling places, um, it's... It's the same word, it's the noun form of the verb that's used all through John 15 that is abide, to abide. We talked about this uh, just the other day, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's really good. <laughs> and so it's places to abide. And, you know, in my father's whole household, family, possessions, goods, every, everything that my father has, there are a lot of places to abide, and that word abide means to remain, stay in a given place, uh, to continue to dwell, to be present, to be here now. So in everything that my father has, all of his family, wealth, goods, um, property, everything, there are a lot of places for you to stand, stay and be present as a part of the family. And, and that word abide, um, I'm, I'm going to describe it again like I did the other night. Um, it means to be present, and so I get to be present in his family, not a distant cousin, not somebody in another country that you know just has the same name. No, I get to be present with God in his household as part of his family. And it, it, 
it has three reference places. It means that I get to be present here now, not anxious about the future or regretful about the past. You know, I'm not thinking about the problems of the future or the past. I'm secure right here now with him. And it's in him we live and move and have our being. And so all the time we need to just dial everything down and be here now with him. You know, when my mind's racing off with the problems that are in the future, the things that I have to do or the things that I need, you know, I'm not, I'm not able to access the peace of God that goes beyond understanding. But when I, you know, sure, there's stuff I have to think about, and sure, there have been problems in the past, and, you know, there's concerns in the world all around us, but my job is just to be here now with God, where I can hear his voice, where miracles can happen, where I can be a, a channel for him to move into the world and do things and change things. And so, it, you know, in, in his, God's household and in his family, he's got lots of places for each one of us just to stop and be here now. You know, Psalm 46.10 says, um, be still and know that I am God. And, and it's really basically three words in Hebrew. The first word, be still, it, it's rafa. Anybody ever heard the word Rafa before? Okay, healing. It's curious. It, it's that same word. It's got a little, an extra little dot on it. But what it means, it means just quit. Quit trying to do it on your own. Quit striving. Quit performing. Quit trying to make things happen on your own. Just stop. What's that got to do with healing? Everything, because we only receive healing. It's a gift. We can't make it happen. <laughs> and so, you know, the first word, you know, be still, is just quit. Quit trying to figure it out. Quit trying to make anything happen. Just stop. And then the second word is, you know, be still and know. It's yada. And it's the experiential intimate knowledge. You know, it's, it actually says in Genesis, Adam knew Eve and she conceived and bore a child. And that's that word yada. And so, when we stop trying to figure everything out, trying to make things happen, and we just be still in his presence, we come into an encounter with the living God. And, and the word for God, be still and know that I'm God, it's Elohim, which is it's the plural majesty of the Godhead. You know, all through Genesis, it says, let us make, and we did this, and it's Elohim. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit from the beginning. And so, you know, he's saying just, hey, quit all the struggle, all the trying to figure things out, and be here now with me and have an encounter with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is that secret place. This is what, what he calls us to do. And, you know, and so this is what that word abide is all about. It's about being present right here with God not all anxious about the future, not thinking about the problems of the world, but being here with God. And that's where the strategies of heaven come. That's where miracles begin to birth and begin to come out from us. And that, that's the first reference for abide, is just to be here now, not thinking about past or future, but 
present tense with God. Miracles only happen in the present tense. They happen now. Okay, the second reference for abide it has to do with endurance, continuing. So I'm going to be present here with God, right here now. And then as I keep moving in time, I'm going to stay present with God. I'm not going to, you know, have my morning time, my, hi, come on in. <laughs> you know, have my quiet time and then go rushing off into the day. I'm going to take my quiet time with me into all the circumstances of the day. And that's where I hear the strategies of heaven and I see his heart for people and you know, I can, I'm operating with him in me. Okay, so that's the second reference. It's, you know, the first one's to be here now and the second one is to stay here now as you move through your day. And the third reference is... Um, is to stay me here now, resisting every temptation to compare myself with somebody else or try to be like somebody else. But he's saying, in my father's entire household, there's, there are lots of places for each one of us to just be here now in the present tense with God in his family, okay? He's inviting us in. And, but then he says, you know, if it wasn't so, I would have told you. So it is so. <laughs> ah, there's a place for us. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And so He's here now, and, he want, he, and, and we're in him, and he's in us. And that's the, the space that he's prepared, is for us in him to be here now, not just in heaven when we die, but we get to be in Christ right now. I mean, it's a, it's a miracle. It's a wonder. I don't even get it, but it, I like it. But that, play, that word for place, I go to prepare a place, it's a different word. So when we flew into Manchester, we flew over the English countryside, and you see the patchwork of farms and fields and everything, and then all of a sudden you, you see clusters of buildings and a village, and then a bigger one, and then a city. And, and that's what place means. Um, place means it, it's a space marked off from all the surrounding space. It's an inhabited place, a city, village, or farm in the midst of everything else. But metaphorically, it means the position held by one person in an entire assembly of people. And it means the opportunity, the power, the occasion for acting of that one person. So in the Father's household, there's all this opportunity for each one of us to be here now in the family of God, to be with him, and he's prepared a unique place for each one of us in the assembly. There's a space for each one. There's a, the place for you to be you and to suddenly function in the family of God. It's not, it's not you know, oh, I don't fit in here or I don't have anything that, any gifts that I have. No, he's prepared a place for each one to be and to do. And they're unique, as unique as we are, as varied. 
No, God is not afraid of uniqueness. I mean, you know, look at flowers. <laughs> I mean, the variety of flowers. And then you go to another climate and you go, whoa, there's more. And, um, and, and fish. Um, we were just sailing in the Caribbean and snorkeling. And I like, love to go snorkeling in, in warm waters, the Caribbean or Hawaii. And <laughs> you should come. Let's have an outing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we'll be, we'll be snorkeling through coral reefs and all of a sudden, and, and schools of fish, and then one comes along and it's painted, you just go, whoa, who made you? you know, I mean, it's like modern art, these bold patterns and stripes and flashes, and you just go, and you know, they're under the ocean where maybe nobody would ever see them, but God made them all, still. My, when we go hiking in the mountains, I'm the guy who's looking, you know, over all the mountains and the, you know, watching the eagles. And my wife's walking along, and she goes, "Oh, look at that!" And, and she'll find this tiny little wild orchid that grows in the mountains that you know is very rare. And I would have just trampled right over it. And she goes, "Oh, look! It's this tiny little lady slipper that looks just like a little slipper, little fairy slipper." And you know. I mean, God made that, and nobody might ever see it. But he didn't care. You know, why does he do that? It's because that's who he is. He's just so big. You know, well, my friend and I, were, we were camping up in the mountains, in the high mountains where there's no ambient light, and so at night there are a billion stars and the whole Milky Way. And my friend just said, God, why would you make so many? And he heard God say, well, because I could. <laughs> Because he's really big. And he's not intimidated by differences and uniquenesses and strange, weird quirks that we are. You know, it doesn't bother him. He goes, yeah. <laughs> Deborah, you, you are unique. And boy, do I have a place for you in the body of Christ. Amen? <laughs> it, it doesn't bother him. He's not into, you know, cookie-cutter Christians. He wants a wide variety. And he's got as many different kinds of ministry as we are people. And so, I mean, you know, you were just sharing. Can I share that? So, so she was, well, I forget your name. Catherine? So Catherine's from Glasgow. She came all the way down here. Um, so she, she's seeing this space that, where, that's needed up there that the elderly um, are not being attended to and you know, you know, their toenails are getting long and they have, to, they have to pay a lot to take care of their toes. And she realized, well, that's a ministry. You know, it's like foot washing. I can go and minister to the elderly's feet, clean their toenails, and I've got hands on them for a half an hour. <laughs> what I care is going in there and they're getting healed they're, get, they're going to get saved, healed and delivered at some level, somehow <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, now, I'd never thought of that <laughs> but it's a ministry hey, all of us have unique ideas about stuff that, that we can do 
And all of us can minister to somebody, some to thousands, some to one. It doesn't matter. But God, God's prepared a place for each one of us based on skill sets and uniqueness and character qualities and talents and gifts and whatever's in us. And, he, and, and we don't have to look like anybody else. And our ministry doesn't have to look like anybody else. It can be just as unique as we are. And, and this is what I feel like this, this scripture is saying, that this is, this is, welcome to the Father's house. And, and the delight for Father's Day for our Father is that we realize there's a place for me. Just say it, there's a place for me. <laughs> yep. And there's a unique ministry for me. Yep. And in your, in your uniqueness, each one of us in our uniqueness, how many of you have ever felt put down for any way that you are? Anybody ever? Okay, yeah. It's pretty common to man because that's what the enemy does. He tries to tell you you're no good. But you know what our Father's done? He's prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies where the enemy has to watch how much he thinks you're special how much he thinks you're the uniqueness that you are. Come on in. <laughs> if you walk past here, you have to preach for a while. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so the, where the enemy wants to discourage and make us feel like we're not good enough, God's prepared a table where he wants to feast us and you know, show us his goodness and share things with us and, and show his delight in us in the presence of the enemy. And so we have a choice. We can listen to the assault of the enemy and all his put-downs, or we can go, <laughs> I think I'd rather listen to you, God. Actually, a friend of mine says, uh, he, he has a saying, he says, when the enemy calls you up, just say, Jesus, it's for you. Yep. Yep. We are special. We are unique and we are loved. And so that's, I mean, it, it's the simple message, but we need to come back to the simplicity that's in Christ. And, you know, Paul says that in 2 Corinthians 11. He says, you know, I fear for you that just like the serpent, you know, beguiled Eve through his subtlety, that you would be corrupted in your mind from the simplicity that's in Christ. And, you know, we can get so heady in religion and in, you know, theology and miss the fact that, wow, it's all about Jesus made a place for me in the Father's house. And I belong. So, thank you. I just want to thank you, Jesus, that you did make a place for us in our Father's house. And, and you made a way for us to call you our Father, my Father. And, you, and, and it says in Romans chapter 8 that the Holy Spirit within us bears witness with our spirit that we're, we're children, we're sons and daughters. 
and cries out from within, Abba, Daddy, with that recognition of a child for their parent. And if we're children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And so I thank you for bringing us into belong in the family of God, making a space, making a place, and creating a unique aspect of ministry that's as unique as we are unique, and that the inspirations that you're giving each person here, the divine strategies, the creative ideas, the imaginations and inventions that you're giving each one, the entrepreneurial spirits, the ideas, yeah, that each one of them is valid, God, and that we can step out and do impossible things because of who you are and because of who we are in your family. So I thank you for that, and I bless our people here with that. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Does anybody have a headache? Anybody with a headache? I just, yeah, I felt like somebody had a headache. I th don't you think it's time for a headache to leave? Okay. So if, you, if you're experiencing a headache right now, raise your hand. Okay, people around, just come around these people, and um, you can ask them if you can put your hand on their head. They might not want you to, but you can still tell that headache to go. <laughs> Yep, just tell that headache pain to leave right now. Yep, yep, all pain leave. Yep, all invasive pain, get out. We speak peace, that shalom of heaven to come upon each brain, each, all pressure go, and peace come in. Yep, pain dial down right now. Yep, go ahead and speak to that pain, command it to leave. Thank you, God. Thank you. Okay, um, the people, just check, it, check out your head and see what's happening. What's changing? What's different? Is, what's that? It's gone? It's tingling. All right. It's tingling its way right out of your head. <laughs> And yours is gone, J just gone. And Sophia, how about you? It's gone. Woo, Jesus. Woo, thank you. Should have done it first, not waited so long. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me too. Sorry. Okay, I need a new music stand. Um, interesting, isn't it? We're Chuck's just given out a word of a word of healing and an immediate response. But I wonder whether some of us are thinking, well, I've got a sore knee and you didn't call out my name. Oh, I'm actually, my, my, my right elbow is a bit sore and that, that didn't get called out as a word of knowledge. And again, you can go back into that decision, can't you? But um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a father of three, two boys and a girl who they all, they all know I dirt on them. They all know it. 
Um, and two of them, the other one will be sending a card. It's not that he's forgotten. The other two of them sent me cards or sent me text messages. And they both said, from the favourite child. <laughs> because they understand something. They are all my favourites. And that's what Chuck was saying this morning. That's what I hear him saying over us now. Somebody else got a headache, healed. You can either be fantastic, that means there's healing in the room. And when we offer to pray for anything else that's going on, you can say healing's in the room. And because I'm his favourite, I'm going to get it. Because you are his favourite. You are. We used to... My, my kids were raised singing a song. I'm not going to sing it to you because it's... But they were, they were raised singing, we used to sing it at Buttershaw. I am special, loved, accepted and forgiven. I am the apple of God's eye. I am special, loved, accepted, special, loved, accepted. And I can't remember the last line. And I don't even have to try. And I don't even have to try. So, just to seal what, what Chuck's been saying and what I know the Lord wants to do in healing, I would like you all to stand up. And I would like you to put one hand on your heart, one hand on the back of your neck, raise your left leg. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I'll hop to the left and you hop to the right. And you all would as well. That's interesting. Oh, God, oh, peace. I know you would. I know my, I know my people, you know. But anyway, I want you to hear and then I want you to declare over yourself I am special, loved, accepted, and forgiven. I am the apple of God's eye. And I don't even have to try. And I never did. And I never will. Amen. Amen. So if you wanted some physical healing for something and a word of knowledge didn't get called out for you, that's fine because he's put people next to you and we're family and you can turn to them and say, I have a sore whatever and say, please, could you pray for me? Because it's not whether Chuck gives out the word, it's the healing spirit of God is in the room, and you just release him over you. And if you want something like that, just go for it. Ask somebody, and they'll pray for you. And if you look around and they say, I don't know how to do it, then just ask the next person. Then get the person who doesn't know how to do it to join the person who does, and that way they'll learn, which is great fun for all. So we'll be hanging around, putting a bit of music on, go get a drink. Um, and we will be back, well, you will be back, we're away celebrating my mother, uh, my parents-in-law's 60th wedding anniversary. That's something to celebrate, isn't it? You know, and, in, and in the next year, if they all stay alive, please, Lord, she's one of three siblings, and all the siblings will have been married for 60 years. 180 years of married life between three of them. And the world says relationships fall apart. Mm not in the kingdom. So, have fun with each other, get prayer for something. We're back in Shibden Park. If you don't know where Shibden Park is, I'll put it on the website. I'll do the what three words. You'll be able to find them. There is a really nice cafe there, so if you want to stay for lunch or you can't be bothered to take a picnic, you can buy food and drinks there. It'll be a bit of a queue on a Sunday, but it'll be good fun. And we'll be back here in two weeks' time. Is that right? Yes, we're back here in two weeks' time. Next week, you're at Shibden Park. I do think um, we didn't get a chance to go, it wasn't right in the middle of the worship, to, um, to honour Chuck. So let's just do that now. Let's just say thank you to him for giving out. For being who he is. Bless you all. I'll put some music on. Hang around and get a drink. <laughs> <laughs>